as always, here at the Pig and Whistle in and Stormwind, I go for a variety of subjects with regards to World of Warcraft. So grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy it. Today we're going to be going over uh, Dragonfly, the sort of pre-purchase that just came out, along with it, the Wrath Beta, and, uh, you know, what's to come, what we know, what we don't know, what you get in the pre-purchase and stuff like that. But, as always, we will go through the weekly uh, stuff, so we have the world bosses for this week, which is Mortanis, Morgeth, and Andros. Mortanis being the Maldraxxus world boss, Morgeth in the Moor, and Andros in Xerath Mortis, each with their own gear, conduits, and, pe- and pieces of um, items that you can get. Uh, so make sure you head on over there, get your conduits, get your anima, get whatever you need for it. The Event for this week is Shadowlands Donus uh, Dungeon Bonus Event. So you get more loot, you get more pieces of gear from the items that you need. And uh, yeah, pretty simple really, very straightforward. The brawl for this week is Deep Six. It is a 6v6 in stuff like Temple of Hot Mogu and uh, stuff like that. Very fun brawl, very fast paced and uh, just an easy way to get some honour and conquest in my opinion. Uh, the Midsummer Fire Festival is also an addition to this week. It is now up and running. You can go get your XP buff. You can go do your uh, world event achievements and stuff like that for It's Been a Long Strange Trip. You can also, you know, do multiple things and get your nice uh, boss kill on, I forget what his name is, Ahoon? I think it's Ahoon in Slave Pens. Possibly get some good transmog, stuff like that. The uh, mythic fixes for this week are Tyrannical, Spiteful, Necrotic and Encrypted. Tyrannical, obviously bosses and the mobs that they spawn have more HP, so be careful with that. Spiteful, once you kill an enemy, just make sure you stay away from the spiteful uh, ghosts that you know attack you. It's not necessarily fun and they do hit like a dump truck. And you also have Necrotic, so make sure you help your tank out with uh, kiting uh, mechanisms such as Typhoon to push them away or Ursox Vortex for a Druid. You have, you know, Grip if you're a Death Knight, stuff like that. Just keep them away from your tank and generally help kite them for your tank. They will love you forever. You also have Encrypted, which is the seasonal affix. You kill a mob and you get a buff depending on which mob you killed. So the spell for this week that we're also going to be looking at is Army of the Dead. So Army of the Dead originated in Wrath of the Lich King with the Death Knights, the very first hero class. It was added in patch 3.0 uh, in 2008 when obviously Death Knights were added. The first major change that it had was in patch 3.3. This is over a year later and its cooldown was reduced from 20 minutes to 10 minutes and the ghoul damage was reduced by 50%, and you could no longer use it in arenas. This is huge. It took a year for them to get it out of arenas, and when this was introduced, uh, pushback within spells was still a thing. So if you have 10 zombies hitting you, all doing quite a substantial amount of damage, you're getting that pushback on your spell, so you can't necessarily cast anything while actually you know, dealing with these zombies on your back. It isn't great fun, and yeah, I can see why they nerfed it. 
the next major patch, they had nothing in Cataclysm, but it was in Missa Pandaria, where the channeling time was reduced from 6 seconds to 4 seconds. Nice sort of easy buff there for it. And then it another expansion later in Warlords of Draenor 2014, it now deals 75% less damage. It's more of a cosmetic uh, ability more than anything now, to be honest. They don't deal a substantial amount of damage at all. Again, you've got to skip another entire expansion before it gets looked at. Uh, so in Legion, the first patch of Legion, it is now available to Unholy Death Knights only. Uh, ghouls no longer taunt enemies as well. It was used as a taunt ability, sort of like a uh, Shaman's Earth Ellie. So, you know, I don't really see much use for it. <laughs> With the damage reduction, them no longer taunting, it is just a very cool ability to have. Uh, halfway through Legion... About several months later, 7.1.5, the ghoul damage has been increased by no specific percent. It just says that it's been increased, so nice small buff, hopefully. And then they added a updated ghoul model in 7.2 a couple months later because the ghouls that they were using were still from Wrath of the Lich King and, you know, they had more fleshy, fleshed out versions of the ghouls, we'll say. We have to go into the next expansion, Battle for Azeroth, where we look at its next change, which was the duration reduced to 30 seconds, was 40 seconds, and the cooldown has been reduced to 8 minutes instead of 10. Very nice, you obviously get the trade-off, It you have a reduced duration, but reduced cooldown, so nice little trade-off there. And then, again, you got to skip an expansion, go straight to Shadowlands, where level reduced from 82 to 44 this is because obviously the level squish happened and if you were to get stay at level 82 uh, or if you were to still get it at level 82 in Shadowlands, you wouldn't be getting it at all because the max level is level 60. So yeah, that one kind of makes sense. But that is Army of the Dead. It's been quite of a cosmetic ability more than anything, in my opinion. But yeah, it's still a fun ability, still nice to see and... It's quite fun to just use every now and again, in all honesty. But let's get into the Dragonflight pre-release stuff. So what do we know so far? So the Dragonflight uh, pre-purchase was uh, dished out or it was announced yesterday or two days ago as of this recording coming out, I believe, uh, Wednesday. And uh, there are three or four different editions, the fourth one being the uh collector's edition where you get the physical copy and stuff like that but we're going to be mainly focusing on the third or the three editions as the epic edition basically has everything that the hard copy has the collector's edition the collector's edition just comes with a few pins and stuff like that um physical items so you have three different editions you have the base edition heroic edition and you have the epic edition now you have multiple things that can go into this, um, what is it, pre-purchase. You have World of Warcraft Dragonfly, obviously, and this is available to all of the uh, pre-purchase editions. You have uh, Drax Pet as Dragonfly pre-patch bonus uh, item, which is a small battle pet that is a black dragonid, I believe. And this is, again, available to all editions. And you obviously have the all-new race and class, the Drakthir Evoker, and this is available at or before launch. Um, so this will be available during pre-patch for those who pre-order 
um, any of the editions pretty much. All of these have that class and race. You uh, get a level 60 character boost if you buy the heroic or epic edition. And that is like straight away. You don't have to wait for that at all. You can use that on anything that you wish to use that on. So a rogue, anything that you want to level, but you can't be bothered uh, in Shadowlands. Uh, You have the Tangled Dreamweaver Flying Mount, which is also in the Heroic and Epic Editions. This is a very cool mount, I will say that. The uh, mount special is very unique and it is very, very cool. You get the Merkestraza pet, which is obviously Alex Straza, but in a Murloc form. And this you get with the Heroic and Epic Edition. The Time Walker's Hearthstone effect, which is just a simple. Um... Let's take a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Oh dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you have, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Cosmetic on your Hearthstone and you only get this with the Epic Edition. Uh, the diadem, the diadem, di- I hate that word, diadem of the Spellkeeper head slot transmog, you only get with the epic edition. Wings of Awakening back slot transmog, and uh, these come in five different color, color variations, one for blue, bronze, green, red, and black, uh, all representing their dragonflies, obviously. And you also get 30 days game time with the Epic Edition. Now, these editions obviously cost more for the different editions that you buy. The base one is uh, 50 US dollars, I believe. And it increases from there all the way up to, I think, about $100 around that. Uh, It's tough to say because I obviously have my currency in Great British Pounds. And I don't do well uh, thinking off the top of my head in terms of... um, yeah, money or currency transfers. So these are obviously really great, and they give us a they give us a deadline for when the expansion will come out, which is absolutely amazing. I say that they kind of do. <laughs> yeah, they they kind of do is what I'll say. Um, they say that in the if in the pre patch you have. Uh, or it will be available to the player base before or on the 31st of December 2022. Now, this is amazing. This is what a lot of people didn't think would happen. A lot of people thought that it would be uh, early next year, say around March time, when it would be a more realistic uh, time to get the expansion. So a lot of people are very sceptical about this, mainly because people think that it's going to be a rushed expansion and you can kind of understand it, but at the same time, you kind of hope that it isn't, mainly because we missed out an entire patch in Shadowlands with, uh, uh, what was it, 9.3. 
So, yeah, we kind of missed out an entire patch and we'd like to hope that they put that time and effort into Drag- uh, Dragonflight and getting it up and ready and ready for the player base to play and stuff like that. So hopefully it would be possible for them to do it to a very good degree and get Dragonflight going as soon as possible and get it all tested uh, early on. But you can only hope, really. So... A quick recap of what we get in Dragonflight for those that don't necessarily know. Also, any background noise, I do apologise. I am recording from a different um, area, we'll say. I'm out of the country at the moment, so yeah, it is a different area and it's a different bit of a uh, (laughs) setup. It's a very make-do setup, I will say that. But hopefully it's not too bad and it will only be for two episodes, I believe. So you got to bear with it, but I'm really sorry if that is... uh, a problem or get into you at all but hopefully it isn't getting through the mic um so a quick recap of what we get in dragon and Fo- dragonflight dragon isles dragonflight um you get obviously the uh, new zone which is dragon isles we get a level cap increase from level 60 to 70 you get uh, multiple zones in the dragonflight uh four new zones to be specific you get the walking shores uh basically the elemental power font uh expanse of uh, oh god i'm gonna butcher this name oh aran oran plains i want to say uh frosty peaks of azure span and the majestic spires of the temples of thaldrazaz thaldrazaz Oh god, I've butchered that entirely. Oh well. Uh, you obviously get the new player playable race and combo. So this will only be available to Drakthir, the Evokers, which I think is a very good thing. It's kind of like Demon Hunters, only being able to be Night Elves or Blood Elves. It doesn't really make sense being a Torren Demon Hunter. It it just doesn't fit, does it, lore-wise? So it kind of makes sense that Evokers are only Drakthir mainly due to the fact that Deathwing created them and if a Night Elf just randomly picked it up and is at the same sort of power level as a Drakthir that was created by Deathwing, it it doesn't fit, does it, at all? Uh, You have uh, the dragon or dragon riding skill-based method of flying. It allows you to basically use momentum as uh, your... Uh, acceleration and deceleration which is really good because obviously in games like Ark they use these uh, momentum sort of movements um, on griffins and it's something that I've really enjoyed in games because you actually have to control it rather than just you press numlock and fly straight uh, to wherever your destination is no you actually have to put some thought and effort into it which is just amazing uh, the talent system revamp. Now, this has really got the community a bit hyped, but at the same time very sceptical because a lot of the people don't feel like you can really customise your character with the talents. It's very much some talents are just way better than others and stuff like that. Here you can get a bit more choice. Obviously, there's going to be a better choice for all of the classes and what you're doing. There's obviously going to be the meta build, but you can go for a bit more off meta build, such as have a kick on your um, balance druid. You can have an actual interrupt rather than just solar beam. You can have, you know, a really tanky balance druid and people might not think that. Stuff like that. We only have two of these talent trees at the moment, and they are for the Boomkin, or the Druid, I should say, and the Death Knight. A lot more are to come, 
but hopefully they will be out very soon and you know it's going to be just fun to see everyone's reactions because i don't think a lot of people will be happy a lot of um base abilities have gone into the talent trees for boomkins and death knights and i'm quite happy with it because it allows for the diversity of your class because this druid might not have a cyclone but this druid might and stuff like that but you know mages who have had everything since classic release you know polymorph cc immunity they have had shields they've had absolutely everything they might get some of that stripped away and not available to them because of the certain uh talents that they have to pick and that would be amazing honestly in my opinion because well mages can do it all that's why they're so prominent in the meta in terms of pvp but again a lot of people might not like it because they might enjoy mage because they can do everything but it's a form of balance that they might need to just figure out so yeah talent tree revamp will be fun and i'm very much looking forward to seeing the revamps of other classes which i think will be very soon sooner than sooner than we think in my opinion we have improved professions so this is where you can open up and place work orders to get a hammer made and people will actually fulfill them orders for a fee and stuff like that professions needed love and I'm really glad that they're looking into it a lot more and, you know, sort of giving it the love that it deserves because professions just have gone nowhere <laughs> for a very long time. So I'm glad that they're looking at that. And we obviously have the updated UI. We've made it, or I say we, they've made it look a bit more uh, refined, you know, sort of 2022 going into 2023 rather than the 2004 model that we have had for nearly 20 years now that's absolutely insane so these are what is or this is what is to come in dragonflight and it's shaping up to be very good it is very, it is very much shaping up to be very good there's no borrowed power it's very much you get the dragon riding from the very start and that's just something that you can customize you can make unique and just something for yourself really and that is really cool now release dates obviously they said around or it will be at least this year now obviously they can delay it but they wouldn't be comfortable putting that out if they weren't comfortable with releasing it this year so in my opinion the alpha will come out july that's really sort of pushing it but i think the alpha will be out in july uh, mid-july to late july and then they'll be looking at a beta testing sort of around i don't know they might give it a couple months maybe early september late august but i think it'll be around late november early december time you know just just before christmas obviously you gotta gotta get a good gift for people so yeah i think that'll be the sort of dates that we're looking at definitely late november early december if anything but We'll have to wait and see for the alpha and the beta, to be honest. Now, speaking of betas, uh, we have the Wrath of the Lich King beta that came out uh, very recently. I believe that was yesterday, uh, as of this podcast going up. Might have been the day before. Again, it might have been Wednesday. I think that's when they uh, dumped a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was probably Wednesday, so two days uh, it has been out for. But, yeah, this is... That came out of nowhere. There was no sort of leap for it. It's just, yeah, beta's up check your emails you might have got it you might not have you know it's one of them things so with wrath and lich king beta going up that gives me more hope that or that gives me more of a sense that dragonflight will probably be late november early december time 
mainly due to the fact that if Wrath Beta has come out now, this is Beta, by the way, this isn't like Alpha, that will probably come out August, I'd say. I'd definitely say August. Mid-August, late August. Mainly because that would give Blizzard the, like, a few months of absolute perfection. Because, obviously, you have Wrath of the Lich King coming out in August. Then you would have Overwatch 2 that comes out in October, uh, very early October. And then two months later, after that, you got Wrath... or not Wrath of the Lich King, uh, you have World of Warcraft Dragonflight. So that would give them a very good time to spread out uh, new releases, which is absolutely amazing. So that would be my take on Wrath, and they're looking to change a few things. I believe that they're looking to change the group finder, they're looking to change the boosting on uh, the classic servers. So if there's a very massive... Uh, level range between you and the people that are in the instance you get a substantial amount of reduced um, XP to the lower levels so this will help stop boosting and sort of the massive gold influx and all of that sort of stuff the only reason that you would go to these places is to loot them pretty much loot the mobs that you get and hope that you get a world drop and stuff like that so yeah it's it's not looking too bad to be honest it's the pre-purchase is always something a bit weird, mainly because you have no actual release date, but it is a way to get the community hyper. And uh, this is two months. Yeah, pretty much two months on the dot since they released the, or they had the announcement of Dragonflight. So within the next two months, I expect there will be an alpha or at least a beta. But I think earliest that we'll be looking at is probably in a few weeks time, mid July that we get the alpha and, yeah, we can just hope that they slowly bring out more and more uh, tidbits almost of what's to come in the Dragonfly Alpha, like maybe the talent trees, they might be doing them for, they might have like five different talent trees up on the Alpha, and then the next beta, they have all the talent trees ready. So they might have the Druid, Death Knight, I don't know, Rogue, Warrior, and Demon Hunter talent trees uh, for the alpha, but and then they look at the more complex ones, such as mages, uh, shamans, uh, stuff like that, that might be a bit tougher to sort of, you know, balance around, mainly because you've got shields for mages, you've got hexes for shamans, a lot of defensive capabilities are built into the kit of just shamans naturally. So it, it'll be tough. It'll be tough, but we just have to wait and see. But I do want to thank you all very much for listening. Obviously, sorry if there's a bit of a... Uh, you might hear some birds and stuff like that. So I do apologise, but you might like the sound. You might not. It's one of them things. But this won't be forever. This will be for this episode, I think, only. Maybe next episode, but I highly doubt it. I will be back at my normal setup within the next couple of weeks. But yeah, <laughs> if, it's, if it's a big bother, I do apologise. But it will go back to normal, I swear. So thank you all very much for listening. As always, do check out all the social medias down below. Check out the YouTube channel. There's constant uploads going on there, even when I am away. But once again, thank you all very much for listening. And go Valor, friend. Goodbye, all.